Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, July 10th. Thank you guys for tuning in. We are excited about tonight's show. Um, we have hairstylist and entrepreneur Philanise West on the line with us tonight. But first, just let me remind you, if you have a comment or a question about tonight's show or you want to ask our guest something, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that's 914 4399. So normally we do the beauty news, but because of time, we're going to leave the, the news to the end of the show um, so we can just jump right into the conversation. And I'm going to turn it over to my sister Denise and let her start the show off tonight. Good evening, everyone. And once again, welcome to Beauty Talk tonight. Um, just want to thank our listeners for joining us tonight. Um, whether you're listening on the phone lines or you're listening uh, um, on the web, thank you guys for joining us. And thank you for those who um, joined us live last week as well as joined us on the replay. So we want to thank all of our listeners um, from around the world. And, again, as Janice said, we're going to leave uh, the beauty news um, until the end. But if you are on Twitter, you can follow along on Twitter. I'm going to be tweeting tonight um, throughout the show, so you can use the hashtag uh, beauty talk. Again, we can, you can use the hashtag Beauty Talk, and you can follow the conversation um, tonight from Twitter. And we are Beauty underscore Talk. That's our handle on Twitter, Beauty underscore Talk. All right. Let me bring our guest in. Again, tonight we're speaking with Philanese West. You may hear us call her Nisi, so don't, don't think we have two people on the line. <laughs> Hi, Nisi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? How you doing? I'm good. How are good, you? Good. Good. I'm glad you were able to join us tonight. Um, like we said, we're just going to jump right into the conversation. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got started as a hairstylist? Okay. So my name is Philanise West. I um, am originally from, well, born and raised in Los Angeles, California. Um, and how I got, <laughs> ironically, how I got started in the industry, I moved from Los Angeles to Atlanta at, uh, I probably was about 22. I just wanted to venture out after the riots. And I met a group of friends, and I used to curl one of my friend's hair, and she was just like, Nisi, I just love the way you curl my hair. Girl, you need to go to school to do hair 
And I was like, no, why would I do that? You know what I mean? And I, uh, well, you know, she just kept telling me, she's like, you know, my hair always looks nice. It always, my curls always hold and you actually curl my hair better than my hairstylist. So I was really, you know, that kind of shocked me because it's something that I really didn't even think about wanting to do, even though my aunt and my father were hairdressers. My father was a hairdresser. So I guess the talent came, you know, it was genetics you know, DNA. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I got pregnant with my son, my oldest son, Sean, and I decided to go back home and I decided to go to school. And I went to school. Oh. Um, and I went to school in Los Angeles. Um, I went to two different schools, but I went, the main one was Pacific Beauty College with Mr. Goins, who was extremely hard on me. Um, he had me crying plenty of times. <laughs> and, um, but he it was but he was great. He always believed in me. And I was um, competing probably like my second month in school. I wanted to compete and I wanted to, you know, just be challenged. And um, color probably was my most challenging uh, subject. But that's where I got, you know, started was in Los Angeles. Um, and then I ventured out to California. I'm sorry, to, to Atlanta due to the riots. I just didn't want to be in uh California anymore. So after I had my son, I decided to come back and his father and I decided to um, raise our son together. And I went to a salon uh, here by the name of Perfections. Um, Michelle gave me my first start and I started working there. And from that point on, I mean, it's it's ironic how that happened because um, Escape was going to that salon. You had After Seven and my Mm -hmm. career started to boom in music. Um, but it wasn't That's until what I was getting ready to say. Yeah, it it started in music, and it was immediately <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. crazy. But I ended up moving to another salon in College Park, and um, that's when it really started. I met a I met a young woman. Um, I, I'm still very close friends with her. She and I are very close friends. She worked for Radio One. Her name is Coria Burns, mm-hmm. and she started coming to me to get her hair done, and then it trickled down to uh, Ebony Electra, Felana Williams, and these people are very big. They were big in the industry, in the music industry. Felana Williams is one of um, the top managers for, like, people like Sierra, for, like, um, Usher. Mm-hmm. She did a lot of work with a lot of different artists, so I – connected with them and they said, Hey, you know, we want to start introducing you to celebrities. And of course I didn't turn them down. I was like, Hey, let's do it. You know? (laughs) (laughs) But you know, so, you know, it all, (laughs) I I didn't have a problem with it at all. So um, my very first celebrity that I had ever done was Shanice Wilson. Oh, nice. Yeah, she was the very first person that I ever worked with um, in the celebrity world, and uh, which was a great experience. She was a beautiful woman. And then I um, <clears throat> ventured on to working with uh, several different people in the um, – I worked with Kim Porter. Kim Porter uh, opened the door for me in the, in the modeling world. I worked on several different um, uh, runways, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ended up working with the Dungeon family 
and I met Nivia. Mm-hmm. And I helped her with her career. Of course, I had never been into anything like that, you know, like, but she liked me immediately. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was just like, mm-hmm. okay. right. you know, and, and, you know, she had this idea that she wanted to do all these crazy colors. And I was like, well, if we're going to do the colors, it has to be something that's going to blend. You know, I had never done anything like that. And I was scared. A lot of people were very afraid to do something like that because their reputation was on the line. But I took a chance because it was something new. I thought it was very uh, creative. And I wanted to fulfill her dreams because it's not about me. It was about her, you know. Mm-hmm. And whatever she saw for herself as being an artist, so I took that on. Um, I took on some, you know, some people ridiculed us, but we still kept moving, and we were ahead of our time because today people are mixing colors and doing all these different things now, you know. But right, um, right. moving on from that, you know, I worked with Sierra. I worked with a lot of different artists. Um, Solana Williams was definitely contributing to uh, my career. It was, I think I had four people that was mainly the ones that was really, really looking out for me back then, and that was Coria Burns, that was Kim Porter, Ebony Electra, and um, did I say Philana Williams? And Philana Williams. Mm-hmm. Those were my core four people that really looked out for me in making sure that I built my career, you know, in the music industry. So, let me let me ask you let me ask you this: When you were working on music videos and all that kind of thing, did you mm-hmm. ever uh, work with uh, Tori Johnson or Tori Alamanza? No, I don't recall that name. Mm-hmm. What videos have they done yeah. back then, Tori? Oh gosh, I don't oh, know. God. I miss so many people, That's y'all. Fun. You know what I mean? Like, I she, but she did makeup so though. Many. She did makeup. Oh, I could have. There's a possibility. Up. Yeah. Who did she work with? Yeah. She worked with Outcast a lot, a lot. Um, she worked with a little bit of everybody, but I know she did do a lot for Outcast. Well, Nivea was with with the Dungeon Family before she got with anybody else. So that's where when yeah. I said the Dungeon Family, that's who I meant was talking about her. And there is a possibility I could have worked with her. She could have done Nivea, and I did not know. It's been so long right, ago. Yeah. That's when. You know, we, honey, I'm in, yeah. you know, I'm up there now, so. For <laughs> 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 all those names, but there's a possibility I could have worked with her. Yes, I won't say no. There's a possibility. Um, well, you know, Nisi, what, what surprises me is you are from Los Angeles. And mm-hmm. you had a, your father and you said your aunt, was that your father's sister or was that on the other side of the family? It was on the other side. It was my mom's sister. So you had a, you, a father and an aunt who were hairstylists. You were living in La La Land, and you never mm-hmm. thought about doing hair and working with celebrities. No. Until... No. Wow. No. And it was funny because my father was like, I really need somebody to take over this business, and I really needed to be you. They sent me, you know, I went to... He sent me to Barber College, and, you know, I went there for a little while and <laughs> hated it, you know, <laughs> even though it was the easiest that I was kind of good at it, and I had a good little client to me good, but I just didn't connect with it right away. Not right away. I didn't connect with it. I just didn't. It wasn't until I went mm. to cosmetology, and I liked cosmetology better than I liked barbering. So, mm. 
But gotcha. no, I never thought about doing celebrities out there. I promise you I didn't. That was like the furthest thing from my mind. <laughs> no. That is so no. fun. That's so funny to me. <laughs> no. Um, so thinking about the way things were back then and how things are now as far in terms of the hair industry, and then you as a hairstylist working in entertainment, whether whether it's music or whether it's like it's current day now, film and television, what are some of the things that you've noticed that have changed about the hair industry and then working as a stylist in entertainment? Okay. I'm going to start with working as a stylist in entertainment and the difference. Um, when I worked in entertainment, in the, you know, in the industry in the beginning, um, there was a lot more respect. Uh, for what we did, mm-hmm. um, the payment was was fair. They they let us give them our rate, and it wasn't until I noticed right. that a lot of people were hungry and they were greedy for they were hungry. That's really the word, and you know we start to sell ourselves cheap. I can remember mm. doing, you know, photo shoots and video shoots for a certain amount of money, and it it got all the way knocked down probably the lowest I could not believe somebody would even ask me. I'm like, for all these hours, do you really think that I'm here to do that? Well, such and such will do it because they're so anxious and so, you know, wanting to get on and be that person because everybody wants to be what? A celebrity hairstylist or a celebrity period Mm -hmm. so that you will compromise, you know, what you're worth. You know, at that time, it changed. And so um, now I can remember when I would get paid way more for doing um, editorial work. And now, you know, we're getting, what, 250 to $400? I'm like, wait a minute, why? You know, mm-hmm. because people have said, oh, I'll do it just to put my name out there. And we have to be so careful with that because you're just standing there, you're doing all this work. And these people are making millions and millions and millions of dollars of people looking at your work with that celebrity. And you are considered as a celebrity, but you're not carrying yourself as being that because you're so anxious and you really want to do this job that you would literally talk yourself cheap. That was a problem in the industry, in the entertainment world. Now, as we're talking about hairstylists today, and I won't say all because there's some really amazing hairstylists out there. Um, I see a lot of uh, stylists more than hair care. Uh, yes. That's, I'm seeing more stylists more than hair mm-hmm. care, you know, um, experts. And um, actually really taking the time out to learn about how the hair works, you know, <laughs> and, and, and what how to help it grow. Uh, they're not there anymore. I don't see many of them. Um, in the natural world, yes. Um, but we also still have to be very careful with um, our products and you know, what we're using on people. But it's different now. You know, um, a lot of people have gone natural, and also I feel like the natural world has been oversaturated with YouTubers, people that are just trying things out oh, you know, use the rice water, oh, you can use this and you can use that. And you have to be so careful with that because these are people that are just, it's just like a trend for me. And I used to get really upset about it when I would have to travel with 
um, the different hair care lines that I have worked with, and I would go and do some of these models. And I had this one incident where a woman had, um, and she was a young girl, she was in college. I kept shampooing her hair, trying to get the residue off of her hair, and I just did not understand, like, why is this not working? Because she had not shampooed her hair for a year. She co-washed wow. her hair for an entire year. The buildup that was on her hair, I just was like, okay, I'm going to have to get something to break this. I got to break it. Mm. Nothing is penetrating in it. And that's what what I mean by, you know, we have to be very careful. These are YouTubers. These are people that are out there that have not, they don't really know. They're only just going off of what they're reading, maybe Googling or something like that. I don't know. And um, these things are putting buildup on the hair. Wait, but, but wait a minute. What, so, so why hadn't she shampooed her hand a year? Because she saw it on freaking YouTube. Somebody <laughs> showed her. And <laughs> oh my god! You know, this is like this is now. This is a while back. This is when the first trend. This is when the transition was happening. You know, we right. were introducing a new uh, uh, natural product. That was the whole Aunt Jackie's era. Then we were doing that, and. So yeah, I was there. We were we were over in Europe, and it was this girl. She <laughs> had not shampooed her hair, and Toya would tell you because she we used to work together. And this, I shampooed her, that girl hair at least four or five times, and I said, "Boy, the buildup on this hair, I'm gonna have to get some special shampoo to break this because she has not shampooed her hair. She co-washed it for a whole year." Mm. That was a big problem. Um, I'm not saying that these people don't know what they're talking about, but you know, just you just have to be careful what you uh, follow. How about that? I honestly can't even comprehend what you're saying right now. Oh yeah, and it definitely happened, girl. I'm telling you, I was like, okay, I cannot get the build up off of this woman's hair. (laughs) Wow. And I mean, what I mean by. You know, a lot of people say that, you know, okay, we went through this whole era about sulfates being bad for you. You have to have something to mm-hmm. be able to get the buildup off the air. I'm sorry. You have to. Right. I'm not saying that you have to right. do it all the time, but you have to have some type of cleansing agent to be able to get that buildup off the hair. Period. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the same way when people always say, that, you know, they want to use, they don't want to use cosmetics that have, you know, that have chemicals in it or skincare products with chemicals and you know, sometimes you need chemicals to, to treat, like especially with the skin, you need some chemicals to treat what you have going on with your skin. Sometimes that's the only thing that's going to make it better. So like you said, it's not that you have to use it all the time, but just use it when it's necessary. Right. And then also, too, they have to understand percentage and how much is being used. Sometimes that chemical has right. well, you have to tell people what's in your product, maybe not everything, but you have to tell majority of the things, majority of the things that's in your product. And it may be, you know, a drop or two, or it may be, you know, an ounce, or <laughs> you just never know how much. So you may see it on there, but you have to actually ask questions, call, you know, call the manufacturer, talk to them, and say, okay, I just want to ask a few more questions about what this chemical is and how harmful it is. You have to talk to people and find out more about, you know, what it is and, um, you know, the benefits of it as well as, you know, is, is it that harmful? Um, there's a couple of things that, that are in some of the products that I did get worried about, that I have been worried about, 
are using it over, you know, a certain amount of time, consistently using it, and how many products you're using with that one particular ingredient in it, then yes, I am concerned. But there are, like you said, some cosmetics that you have to use that has, that has you know, things that's going to really help your, help your skin, you know, to big <laughs> and healthy. So I don't know what's going on this whole I don't know. We're all we're all over the place right now with this skincare and hair and hair care uh, movement. Yeah. Absolutely. A little all Yeah, a little all over the place. But people have to start believing. I think and I, I will tell you this, I believe that people uh start using losing faith in hairdressers um, when we were going through the whole relaxer uh, era, and relaxers were really big, I noticed that mm-hmm. uh, we start listening as a hairstylist. We start paying attention to our pockets, and we started to listen to the customer. As in, I need a little touch up on the back of my hair. Well, I just gave you a relaxer two weeks ago, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'll charge you another price, and I'll go ahead and do it. No. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to stick to the rules and what the guidelines say. If they say six to eight mm-hmm. weeks, then that's what I'm going to stick to. And we just got to figure out a regimen to be able to get you there to make sure that your hair is not sticking up and it's looking crazy. But we start getting addicted to the creamy crack. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. and, and we fell we short as hairstylists because bring on the money. Yeah, and I think that's the reason why a lot of people right now are either trying to go natural and trying to, at a stage where they're trying to repair. Right. And it's just really about following the rules. You know what I mean? If they mm-hmm. say that you have to wait, if you're going to get a relaxer, I mean, I started this whole little regimen thing with my customers um, years ago while we would transition from the relaxer on to, you know, being we're just really trying to stretch it out. So we said, okay, well, if we're going to do eight weeks, then we're going to start um, wrapping the hair. We'll wrap the hair because the new growth is going to have to lay. we got to train it. So we started doing these mm-hmm. little techniques, and it worked, you know, except for my customers that were actually working out. Then we had to try to figure something out with <laughs> With them, you know, right. the key was, right. the girl, we had to try to figure it out. <laughs> but the key was that we were all working together and trying to figure out how can we prolong us having to do another relaxer on you or retouch, retouch you, you know, touch you up. And um, we found a few different regimens. I believe in a regimen, you know, doing something consistently uh, for an overall goal. And we did. Mm-hmm. We came up with a few different ways of keeping that hair, with you know, training the hair to just relax with, you know, the new growth. Because our hair can do it. Right. You know, um, it has a memory. Um, once you train it, it will follow suit. It'll say, okay, well, I guess we're doing this, you know. <laughs> and, you you know, once mm-hmm. you have to pay attention to it, you know, it kind of, it, it'll let you know that, okay, I'm cooperating. I'm good. And it'll let you know when it's dry. It'll let you know when it's had a little too much oil. It'll let you know. It'll let you know. You can look at it and you can tell. Be like, okay, it's not working with me today. You know, what did I do different? Absolutely. Well, let me let me go back a little bit. So, 
you know, you've had that salon experience um, and, and still do, and you also work typically as either a department head or a key um, makeup artist, uh, hairstylist rather, in film and television. Tell me what you think makes a great hairstylist for, and just in general, and then also for film and television. In general, um, I feel like whatever your whatever you as a hair as a hairstylist in the salon, I feel like you should figure out what it is that you want to offer to your clients. Stick to that. Listen to your clients, um, and you know, just do your very best at whatever you are, whatever your services are. Do a great job. But one thing I can say is, you know, we have to learn to listen to our customers as well. And also to not be afraid to tell them no. We're not doing that. When it comes down to working in a in on the trailer, um, I noticed that we have two types of hairstylists. We have one that's a creative and one that is a hairdresser, just a hairdresser. They can they can do the hair. They can get the job done, but then you have a creative. And a creative usually has a trained eye. They're looking for something in particular. Um, they're creative. I feel like on, our tra- on the trailer when I'm working with other people, I feel like um, when it comes down to, like, a department head, being a department head, I learned a lot about humbling yourself, about listening <laughs> and learning and um, paying attention to what the producers are really asking from, from you and making sure that we're all collaborating and understanding one another to reach a goal. Um, and also, too, it's okay to tell people that's not going to work. We're not going to be able to do that. I'm sorry. Um Leadership, as department head, leadership is very, very, very important. You have to lead by example. You know, you have to also, too, you have to make sure that you're able to um, respect your team and also, too, choosing a team that actually get along with each other on a trailer. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you have to be able to pick a good team and making sure that the, the, the um, personalities match. I can't hire right. you just because we're friends. You know what I mean? I have to hire you because I know you're going to get along with people, you know. Right. And you're going to do and a I great know. job. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, somebody somebody asked me that question. They were um, writing um, a curriculum for a class they were putting together, and they were asking, as a department head, how do you go about hiring your team? And 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 one of the, one of the things that I said was one, I'm going to hire the people that I know can do the job. Mm-hmm. You know, based on what I read in the script, I'm going to hire the people that I know who can do the job. One, and two, who have you know like personalities, people like you said who mm-hmm. can get along with one another, people I can get along with. You know, people that because it's not just about the people who work in the makeup department with me, but it's also about and we connect with the hair department as well. Can we all get along? Can we all um, create together as one team? 
You know, it's important right. because you don't you don't want the people that work for you to repre- to misrepresent you because when they start dealing with the hair department or with PAs and and you know in the AD department and things like that, you know, they're talking to people crazy, looking at them sideways. You don't want that. You want somebody who one will represent you no matter no matter who they're dealing with on set, and also you just want people to be able to get along so that we that so that, so that we can get through the job because we spend right. a lot of time together and we want to be able to get through the job. So it's so important that you know you you search for people with you know like personalities. I agree, and I think another thing too, uh, Denise is. People that can understand it, that you're going to have some constructive criticism. And when someone mm-hmm. comes to you and talks to you about, but also, too, as a department head, we have to learn how to deliver because I want you to, to deliver it with love. I don't want you to come at me exactly. in a negative way, you know what I mean, taking a comb out of my hand and just being completely disrespectful. Now, I'm not going to tolerate that, you know what I mean? Right. And I'm not going to tolerate you bullying me either because you feel like you have, you're superior over me. No, you're gonna respect me. You're gonna respect me. We're gonna re- we're gonna do the job together. But yeah, you have to be able to accept uh, constructive criticism and humble yourself and say, okay, you know. Or also to listen to your team, especially if you know that they specialize in something. It's kind of like, oh, okay, you know what? Let me let me listen to hear and let me hear you. Let me hear what you got, you're gonna say real quick, you know what I mean, because you actually, your idea might be a little bit better, you know. So, like you said, we have to learn how to get along. We have to know how to speak to one another. We have to know how to respect one another on that trailer, because we're together for Mm -hmm. a long time. Long Mm -hmm. time. And the department head is not always right, either. Right. You know, so so you made a good point about, you know, them being able to listen to what you have to say, because sometimes you, what you have to say may be a little bit better of an idea than, than what they're presenting. And that's okay because yeah. we're a team. Yep. We're, a team. we're a team. Teamwork makes the dream work, you know. And also, that's right. too, being, a, you know, if I'm a department head and walking into a, a, a new job and I'm going to be the key, I still have to humble myself and respect my department head, even though I've been a department head before. It's not going to be like, well, I know this and I know that. It's like, no, this is department head is running this show, and my role is to be a key. But I'm going to be the best key that I can be, and I still respect her. Hey, you know, but I also, too, need that respect as well to say, well, you know, looking at the resume, I know that she's done this, 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 and that. So she kind of knows a little something, you know. <laughs> so, yes, we have right. to, you know, definitely, you know, do that. We have to respect one another's um, talents, you know, and uh, – I think that's extremely important. And I do want to touch on an area, Denise, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. our attitudes when people have bad attitudes mm-hmm. on a show, especially in mm-hmm. our department, makeup and hair. You cannot talk to people any kind of way. You cannot. You cannot talk mm-hmm. to your actors any kind of way. You cannot disrespect your actors. You have to learn how to talk to people respectfully, and there is no excuse. There is no excuse where you're from. There's no excuse. It's just about being professional, period. You right. Know? And we're here to serve them. We're serving them with the talent that we've been blessed with. They respect us, right. and they always show that respect in the end. 
And also, too, talent has to understand that who who we are, you know, as in, like, don't just treat me like I'm a servant. You know what I mean? I'm here to serve you. Right. But you're going to have to respect me within that time we're together, you know, and be building right. a good rapport with one another because I'm trying to take care of you. And, you, you know, and I know right. you're going to take care of me. So it's like we all have to work together as a team, and, and and especially being on the trailer, we're really very close to, you know, the actors. And we have to make sure that before they leave out of that trailer that they feel good, that they're mm-hmm. confident, mm-hmm. that they know that right. this character that they're about to go out to do, that they feel like, hey, you know what, I really do feel like that person. You know, I feel good. Right. You know what I mean? And if they right. don't, we have to humble ourselves and listen to whatever it is that they're going to give us and say, you know, I'm not really feeling good about this, 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 and that. So even if we see that there's some type of low self-esteem there, we have to find a way to and to uplift them and say, hey, listen, I think that you're probably picking on yourself a little bit too much. You know what I mean? You look good. You mm-hmm. know, I don't see anything mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> you know. Right. And I don't mind going to asking my friend and saying, hey, like, hey, Denise, Girl, do her hair look crooked? You know what I mean? Does that part? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the truth. Because she was saying that something is not looking right. Tell me, give give me what you see so that I can make sure that I'm not, you know, being too, you know, stuck on myself. Like, uh-uh, it looked good. Because you're going to, I need you to be honest with me and tell me that if you see something wrong with that look, then we need to fix it. Right. So, right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, speak a little. What would speak you, a little bit about? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, just speak a little bit about because you talked about being a department head and you talked about being a key hairstylist. Speak a little bit about when you work as an additional hairstylist or like as a third hairstylist. Speak a little bit about that because you know a lot of people when they come into the industry, you know, they start off. Um, as an additional working with the background, and then, you know, everybody wants to work in the trailer so bad if it's just the greatest thing to do. But speak a little bit about um, working as an additional and, and you know, how, how you have to conduct yourself, and then what do you learn working in the background? Oh, very good question. Um, learning in the background, boy, it's going to get you prepared for working in the trailer. Um Working in the background is working on your speed. It's working on your styling. And that, what I mean by styling is creating looks for film and television. <laughs> not just everyday hair. Not like, oh, I'm about to make her look super cute. You know, <laughs> none of that. But you're looking at her. <laughs> right. You know what I'm Because you know how we do. It's like, she's going to be cute. No, because my thing is, if she's just walking down the street, why do I have her dolled up? She just needs to be in a ponytail real quick. So you're un- understanding about characters, and we're building characters. That's what this is about in film and television. It's not until we get with our core people that we have to actually say, okay, what is this character? That person needs to look fabulous. Or I'm, if I'm working in a, if I'm working with police officers, I'm learning about a character that a person that works. In a police department, how would she wear her hair? So I have to, I'm learning about the characters and what they should look like. If someone is just running down the street and they're jogging, I'm not going to put her in full curls. Or if someone is taking a shower, you know, and I have to get her ready and they're in the spa, you know what I mean? All those things will definitely, you know, you have to figure out what am I going to do. Or if I'm doing an avatar, then, yeah, there's so many different things that you're going to learn in that background. 
And you also, too, get to show your talent, which is why when someone, if you do your best while you're back there, then that department head is going to see your work and say, hey, I like this person's work. They also, too, have great ethics. And when they come in, they, they come in and they're on time. It's always good to get there at least 30 minutes early. So you'll have time to get to your location. You'll be able to set up. You'll be able to have a little time for yourself, and you'll also be able to NDB, and you're ready to go. It's important that you conduct yourself as a professional while you're at work. You're not sitting on your phone. You're not talking. You're not FaceTiming people. You're not doing all of those types of things when you're at work. Just because you're in the background, you feel like you can do all of that. No, you're there to work. Absolutely. Um, Even if you're in the background, try to do your best to kind of help whoever that third is if you're just a day player. But if you are the third, you know, you're running that background. So if you're the third, that means you have to make sure that you have all the supplies that everybody's going to need that is extended, you know, supplies. Make sure that everything is there. You want to make sure, too, that you know who is up first. Who is going to be up first? So you have to make sure that you appoint, okay, I'm going to do two people that's going to work with me on those eight, you know, 25 people that's got to get done first, the three of us. And then when that second crew come in, we'll make sure that that second crew has already NDB'd and they're ready to go. And then we'll break off and we'll go NDB and do what we need to do to make sure that we're good if we didn't get a chance to NDB before we got started working because there's a possibility that can happen. So it's just really about making sure that you're – um, your third is structured, got the plan together, and they're executing the plan with everyone else and everybody's all together working together as a team. You know, let people know when you're going to step away in uh, 10-1, you know, so somebody will know where you are. <laughs> it's just about, you know, making sure that you're, you're playing as a team. I mm-hmm. think that's the most important part. And um, that's it. If I had to talk about set etiquette, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> make, sure you turn your, make sure you turn your phone off. <laughs> turn your phone off, you know, that's happened to me several times. You know, turn your phone off. Uh, try not to be on your phone, you know, buying stuff. Um, when you see the producers walking by looking because they're expecting you to at least be paying attention to what's going on on set. You know, mm-hmm. with the actors to make sure that there's no hair out, the, you know, out of place, or you know, that they don't need anything, and don't, you know, just making sure that you're you're paying attention to the show, and to at least know what's going on. And if you need to step in, don't hesitate, get in there and do what you have to do to make sure that they don't have to cut and and, and can you come in and fix this? So that's my two cents. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and ten one you, know, you all is <laughs> no right. I just wanted to let everybody know for those who don't know what ten one is. That's when you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> when you have to go to the bathroom and be quick. That's what ten one is. Yes, ten one. Yeah, you got to let people know where you're going. You can't just if they if you need to walk away and. um Grab something to eat. You have to let people know that you're going to go NDB. I'm going to NDB, and I'll be back. You get 18 minutes. Is it 18 minutes we get? 
No, 30 mm-hmm. minutes for NDB. 30 minutes. It's 30 no. minutes and 18 yeah, 30 minutes, minutes set up. I'm sorry. It's the 18 mm-hmm. minutes set up. Don't shortchange us now. Don't shortchange us. Girl, right. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I got it mixed up. But it's 18. You have 18. So when you get to work, you get to work early. You get 18 minutes to set your things up and get prepared for your, your talent to come in. And then you get 30 minutes mm-hmm. to NDB before you get started or even after you start it, you get that 30-minute 30, 30 break to kind of gather yourself, have yeah. your breakfast, and, you know, get yourself together for the next group that's coming in. So that's mm-hmm. important. Like that. And most yeah. productions want to make sure that you get that in. Right. Because that, ND, that NDB is a, um, is a non-deductible breakfast because at lunchtime, when we uh, the half hour that we have for lunch, that's actually deducted from our time. You know, when it comes to, to paying us at the end of the week, that half hour is deducted every day, whereas the NDB, that 30 minutes is actually built into our time. So we have to make sure we get that because if we don't get that, they have to pay us. They have to pay us for that. Mm-hmm. And they don't like to have to pay us for that unless it's necessary. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't. Well, Nancy, with the time that we have left, let me, I just want to give you the opportunity to talk about um, GSI and tell everybody what GSI is and what you guys have to offer. Oh, wow. Thank you for that. Um, so uh, Golden Strands International is a brand that I uh, came up with. Um, I wanted to do something um, for people, consumers. Um, it's a brand that is all natural. It's a conditioning cream, and it's named Nourishment. Um, over the COVID uh, shutdown, I was just uh, trying to figure out what I could do to kind of keep get people to be calm, get people to uh, get into a regimen, um, and something that would be very nourishing to uh, people's scalp, you know, this hair and scalp. And so I designed this product that's infused with uh, shea butter, gra- uh, grapeseed oil. It has lavender in it. It has lemongrass. It has rosemary. It has um, reishi mushroom, and it has uh, shea bee powder. And all of these are conditioning agents as well as reishi mushroom is uh, designed to um, boost the immune system as well as it is also to um, a DHT blocker, a DHT. I can't really – it's hard for me to say the name, and I don't want to say it wrong, but if you Google DHT, you will see what the name is, and you will probably agree with me on it. It's a very hard name to announce. But what it does is – um, our hair goes through uh, this phase where when our immune system starts to uh, weaken, um, we go through this, this it's, it's just some type of effect that happens with our immune system and it, it attacks our, our, our hair follicles and our hair strands. And so this, on this, in this one particular area on the strand, it starts to swell and it won't allow any hair to grow outside of that follicle. And so what reishi mushroom does is it keeps our immune system from being attacked and that those bulbs won't swell the way that they do, and it, keeps, it, it kind of keeps things in place. 
when your immune system is built up, it will definitely protect you from having, like, those type of um, inflamed areas being attacked. So the product was definitely designed um, to also relax, you know, keep you relaxed, keep you um, calm. It's very soothing whenever, you know, we keep, but we hold a lot of tension in our head. I don't know if anybody's ever experienced that before when we're stressed. And you probably don't even realize that tightness in your scalp. Have you ever realized that, ladies? I don't think I have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Well, we hold a lot of tension in our head because we're thinking all the time <laughs> and we're usually stressed. And we hold a lot of that tension in there. Usually women, after they have their children, um, probably about six weeks after they have their kids, they notice that they have thinning areas that's right above, like right in this little temple area. It gets thin there, and it also gets thin in the back, and it also, too, gets thin in the, in, in the crown area. And that's due to tension. So I added the lavender to, the, to, to my product because I wanted to be able to keep people relaxed, keep that tension down. And I do get a lot of um, people telling me how, relaxed they feel after they put uh, nourishment on. And not only that, um, nourishment also, too, the um, lemongrass is an astringent, keeps the scalp clean. And then um, also, too, I was going to tell you, reishi mushroom also, too, is it definitely has, uh, it helps the blood to circulate, and so does uh, lavender, so does the rosemary. Everything is about blood circulation, keeping that blood circulating, which also, too, brings oxygen to your follicles and which helps it to grow. So that I knew that would definitely be nourishing to our scalp, nourishing to um, our nerves, um, and it's working. <laughs> so a lot of people are really <laughs> loving uh, the GSI nourishment. It's becoming a very popular product, and I'm really excited, and I'm happy that, you know, I'm able to uh, – I had I designed a product that that people are getting results with. Nice. And are there plans for additional products? Yes, probably in about a year. I am working on a shampoo and conditioner right now, you know, and it's taking some some tweaking. The the conditioner, people are really, really enjoying the conditioner. It's all natural. So is the the shampoo. They're both all natural. Um, But the conditioner is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> you know, designing it, I was like, wow. I was like, this is really good. If the, the one thing about these products is everything is about relaxing you at the end of the day. You know, if you feel like mm-hmm. you're tense, go take a shower, shampoo your hair, put your conditioner on your scalp. It's like everything is just about like the conditioner is not just to put on your hair. You literally should part your hair and put it on your scalp and massage it in and then let it come, you know, just add some more to your hair from your roots to your ends. But it's mainly focused on putting it on the scalp. So. Gotcha. And then the shampoo, it's all about cleansing. I believe in cleansing. I don't believe in, I think that we have to cleanse our hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Clarify. Clarify yeah. shampoo is very important. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here laughing to myself because 
I'm, I'm laughing to myself because here you are, and you've been in this industry for a very long time. Again, I have to go back to what I said from the very beginning. You know, born and raised in L.A., <laughs> family members, hairstylists, never even thought about doing hair, working with celebrities until you left L.A., traveled all over the world, worked with several hair brands in several different countries. Now you are working um, on film and television. You've done all the celebrity things and, um, and develop, developing your own product line. And I just think back to the fact that hair wasn't even an interest for you. It was not an interest, and I'll tell you this. We have our plan, Denise, and God has his. Absolutely. And it was God, and it still is God. Every time I ever, like, even with nourishment, it was God. <laughs> it was like, it was God. It was God. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how yeah. things happened. They just showed up. They just showed up. Listen, I was work. I had a, I, I, I just wanted to do magazines. I, I can remember this one time when I first started working with different hair care products. I did a magazine, and I just wanted to see, you know, I just wanted to do the magazine. I did this cute little updo with this little ori- with these little chopsticks, and it was just, I had fun. Next thing you know, I get a call from a, a guy that was starting his own brand, okay? I don't know, you guys ever, mm-hmm. are you familiar with Perfective? Do you remember mm-hmm. Perfective being on the phone? I hope uh-huh. we, we started it. I hope I was like his go-to person to do the hair for his look. From the very beginning, I remember he had 10 models, and he said, can you help me out? I helped him with that brand. And to see where it has, how far it has gone, it really touched my mm-hmm. heart, you know what I mean, to be able to say, wow, I was a part of that. But God opens up doors. He has a plan, and it's, I, I promise you I didn't see any of this in my future at all. Had no clue that hair would take me this far. No clue. Wow. Didn't even like doing my hair. Didn't even like doing my own hair. (laughs) 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 Oh, no, I'm going to get my hair braided. Mm -mm. No, I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) But there was one thing that I used to love, though. Listen, ladies, there was one thing that I used to love getting done. You know what that was? What? I used what? to love when my aunt used to grease my scalp, girl, and massage my scalp. <laughs> Honey, I think that's why nourishment was definitely on my mind. <laughs> on your mind? <laughs> yes, it was on my mind. I'm telling you, I used to love getting my hair. My, I used to love sitting, sitting with my mom or my aunt, and they would part my hair and grease my scalp with that blue magic, baby. And yeah. that was like the best thing ever because it's at that point it's like, you know, because the majority of the time, you know, you get that done after you done took your bath and everything and then she brushes it really good and you go to sleep. <laughs> you should be like, I'm complete. <laughs> you know what, I'm laughing you just, because you I'm just, like, you just described everything that happens to a little black girl. Yes. Yes, yes girl. <laughs> Sunday, look, Easter, Easter Sunday, pressing cone was coming for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. 
with all that, look, with all that grease in your hands, with all that grease on your scalp from the night before. Girl, that blue magic, honey, used to get it done. It used to have all the little lint and everything. <laughs> no disrespect at all, but it's true. You know, we did what we had to do back in the day, so, you know. It is true. So, really oh, yeah. quickly, yeah. I don't want to hold you, but really Really quickly, let's talk about that for a quick second, because you, okay. I mean, for here lately, like within the last, <laughs> I would say, 10 years or so, you have hairstylists who, you know, at least I know my hairstylist, I mean, it's like, you know, hair grease is the devil. It's yeah. the devil to her. Mm-hmm. But now you're seeing, now you're seeing stylists now using some type of hair oil, um, something, anything. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe some of the stuff that we use as kids, maybe it's a little, maybe it's a little too heavy now, or, or whatever. Or maybe it's a little too much oil. I don't know. But I feel like we need something. Well, and and I, I will say this: depending on the oil that you are using, yes, that is a problem. Um, Petrolatium. Uh, mineral oils, those type of things that was in Blue Magic, um, that was for back then. We didn't know any better. And it, like I said, it would like you would go to sleep and you wake up in the morning and, girl, everything was in your hair. You saw the carpet in your hair. You right. saw everything. <laughs> you just right. Attract, you know what I mean? Because it was sticky. It was like kind of sticky and it would just attract it. Well, what we're looking for mm-hmm. now is an oil that would actually penetrate actually into the hair follicle and that and into the hair shaft. And it's very hard, you know, to find an oil that does that. And, um, of course, that's the reason why I worked really hard with trying to find something that would just smooth the hair out and not sit on top of the hair shaft. And that's what I'm hearing a lot of women say, like, I don't want anything that doesn't work. I need to make it needs to feel like it's actually going into my – and I'm like, okay, 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 I understand where you're, what you're, where you're coming from. So the olive oils can possibly be too heavy for some people. Um, for natural hair, natural hair has a tendency, it's okay because it, it soaks up everything. But when you got a relaxer or you're trying to wear your hair down, you really don't want anything that's actually going to weigh your hair down. You want it to be nice. You want mm-hmm. it to be moving. Um, and so I understand where they're coming from when they say, you know, no, don't put no oil on your hair. But you need it. Mm-hmm. You need it. You need it. Just think mm-hmm. about, and I'm going to give you this one thing. I want you to think about this because it's just common sense. If I'm outside and I'm in the sun, you know what the sun does to you. Mm-hmm. It literally mm-hmm. sucks the life out of everything because it's hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's humid. It is humid. But what is protecting it? How are you going to get it back nourished if you're not putting anything that is going to keep it nourished? We all we all know that oil does great on African-American hair. Not only African-American mm-hmm. hair, but a certain type of oil will also, too, do the same thing for Caucasian hair, especially if you have color. Mm-hmm. You have to have something on it to be able to protect it, to keep it moisturized, because that sun is dry, it's drying it out. You may be hot and sweaty, but your hair is not. Maybe at the root, mm-hmm. but your hair is definitely, mm-hmm. that sun is sucking the life out of it. Why do they want you to mm-hmm. put sunscreen on? They want you to put sunscreen mm-hmm. on because they know how harsh that sun is to your skin. So why wouldn't mm-hmm. it be harsh to your hair? So we have to be very right. careful with, as hairdressers, like, you know, just, you know, because of the style, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, you know, we just need a product that actually is going to be able to work. So 
something that's actually going to penetrate into the hair shaft, which nourishment does. I've tested it. It does. And it does. I mean, if you use too much, yeah, it can weigh the hair down. But if you use just enough, you use just enough, put it and distribute it all over your hair, you're going to be great. It's going to be great. And even if, say, for instance, on Friday night, you know that, hey, Saturday is my hair wash day, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to moisturize my hair. for, Or you can just say maybe Wednesday. I'm going to use Wednesday as an example for three days. Three days. Mm-hmm. Or even if you know that you're going to be outdoors, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to saturate my hair. I'm going to brush it really good. I'm going to put it in a ponytail. I'm going to be outside for three days working on set. I bet you if you do it for three days, you shampoo your hair on that Saturday. It's going to be amazing because it has had proper mm-hmm. nourishment. It's going to move. It's going to feel good. Your scalp is going to feel good. It's just mm-hmm. finding that right product. And, and just, Denise, and then finding, finding the right balance That's how much to use as well. How much to use. And then also, too, it's the type of oils that you're using. you got to be right. careful with that, too. If it's not going to penetrate into the hair shaft, then why am I using it? Because it's just right. sitting on the outer layer, which is what happened with the lady that I was – that was shamp- that we were gonna that that didn't shampoo her hair for a whole year. She just had buildup on the outside of her hair. What's that gonna do? Right. Nothing can get in there. So. Well. Hmm. Well. Um. On that note, we could go on and on, but. Yeah. You know we all we all have to get to work. <laughs> You hear me? I was about to get into this, girl. We was about to talk about seasons. But I'm not going to go there. I'm not even supposed to be on this long. My goodness. My goodness. Right. I know. It went fast. It went fast. I know. But thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We all have early call time, so we really shouldn't be on the phone this long. But thank you so much for Making it happen anyway. Uh, we really appreciate it. Oh, no. Thank Why you don't for you having me. me. I really appreciate that. You um, asked me to be and a part of your journey. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Why don't you shout out really quickly uh, where people can follow you and follow GSI um, online? Oh, yes. You can follow me at Queen Philanese, I'm sorry, at Queen underscore Philanese West. And that's P H I L O N E S E W E S T. And for Golden Strands, we have a lot of great information on there. So please go stop by if you really want to be educated on on your hair. Um, it's Golden Strands I N T. So Golden Strands International, but it's I N T at Golden Strands I N T. All right. And then on Twitter, where she's, not, where she's not very active, you can follow her at Philanise West on Twitter. She's not active on there, but you can go start following so she can get active. I forgot I had that count. Don't follow me. Oh, my gosh. I forgot I had a Twitter. Okay, I need to get on there. Okay, I'm going to have to start talking to people. I'm going to have to get on Go there. Go for everybody. It's yeah, funny, Nisi, because it's funny, Nisi, because we normally, um, when we when we don't have an early call time, we normally get on Twitter when this show goes off, 
and we encourage mm-hmm. the guests to come on with us. We do a, um, it's just pretty much a, a chat. Uh, it's kind of like a follow-up to the show um, we normally do on Twitter. So we're going to have to one day just randomly, maybe like earlier in the day on a Sunday, maybe do a tweet chat with you and we can chat it up about hair a little bit more. Yes, I would love to do that. And then, you know, I'm going to have to, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get on on Twitter. I will get back on it because so, I would love to have these conversations. And I really would like to talk but look, more. I would, would like to do it again um, and talk about the season. Of course. But okay. listen, we got to make, but when it comes to Twitter, we got to make sure you got the password to that account. Girl, you already know that's the problem. That's the reason why I'm not on it now. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Get off the phone and go to bed. Yes. All right. (laughs) Okay. Have a good night. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Bye. -bye. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. Thank you again to Philanise West for joining us tonight. Um, We'll see her tomorrow morning, bright and early. I guess you guys know we're not going to be on the tweet chat tonight. Um, Twitter Spaces is called. You know, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but anyway, y'all know what I mean. <laughs> uh, but we won't be on tonight. Um, and I know I see Sharon Tina on the line. Sharon Tina, um, I know I owe you something. Just move forward with... Um, with what you have. I think I like that picture better. All right. Thank you guys very much. Again, thank you for those who are who tuned in and who listened tonight. We greatly appreciate your support. Hello to Megan. And we have a Texas listener that tunes in often. I don't know who it is, but thank you so much for your um, support. We greatly appreciate you. And let me give this shout out really quickly. Let me give this shout out. Sorry, let me give this shout out really quickly. But follow um, Sharon Tina online and her business, Transform Branding, for all of your branding needs. So if you have uh, posts that you'd like to do on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and need, you know, the graphics for that, check out Transform Branding um, on Instagram. Um, and you can you can also uh, go to Transform Branding co.com transformbrandingco.com all right and we got to get back we got to get her back on because you know the last time she was on she was talking about we were talking about um, trademarks and patents Um, we got to get her back on to talk um, business a little bit more for those of us professional beauty professionals out there who are who are starting businesses or who have businesses and we just need a little help. Um, Like I said, we talked about trademarks and and, um, things like that the last time. So we'll get her back on a little later to talk a little bit more about um, how she can help us, those of us here in the beauty industry. But for now, we are going to bed. So thank you guys for tuning in and have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.